Don't touch that dial. It's the American Grooves Radio Hour with your host, Joe Laurel. And stomp, stomp, stomp. And what better way to start a program on my favorite pre-war clarinetists, jazz clarinetists, than featuring, to me, number one, Johnny Dodds and his Black Bottom Stompers recorded in Chicago in 1927. And we're going to feature five different clarinetists on this show, all from the pre-war jazz years, and Johnny Dodds being first. Dodds was born in Mississippi, a little town in Mississippi, uh, in 1892, and as a young man, moved with his family to New Orleans, and he, you know, he started playing uh, a little toy flute, which 
soon became the clarinet, and he studied with the great Lorenzo Tio Sr., who taught so many of the early New Orleans clarinetists. And Dodds became a star in that city, playing with the Eureka Band, playing with Frankie Dusen, who went back to the Buddy Bolden days, and then joined King Oliver in Chicago, although he played with Oliver when Oliver was still in New York. But when Oliver's band uh, went to Chicago in the early 20s, Dodds soon followed, and he became a star in that city. And he worked there through most of his professional life. After he left the King Oliver Band in 1924, he uh, was the band leader at a place called Kelly's Stables, where he worked up until the Great Depression, really put so many musicians out of work around 1930-31. But we're going to focus on some of the sides he made with various different groups, not just his own. But here is a wonderful clarinet solo he did in 1927. And you're going to hear another version of this song performed by one of our other clarinet stars. But here is Johnny Dodds and his trio in 1927 or 28 playing the clarinet standard, jazz standard, San.
with Jimmy Blight's Washboard Wonders recorded in the Windy City around 1927-28 when Dodds was very, very active. And Dodds, of all the New Orleans players and all the clarinet players that we'll be featuring, is absolutely the bluesiest, the more kind of gut bucket, as they called it back then, player. In fact, because of his ability to play these really low-down blues on the clarinet, he had a nickname that a lot of musicians called him Toilet because <laughs> it was down and dirty. So they called him Toilet. Another story altogether, I'm sure. But anyway, um, we featured him on San before that, which is a clarinet specialty number. And I think we're going to move right to our next clarinet feature, the great, 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 world-known, world-loved Benny Goodman. And Benny began his career as a very, very, very young man. He received his first clarinet at the age of 10. He was classically trained. And his first gig was in this boys' band at a place called the Hull House. Uh, Goodman's family were uh, immigration, you know, they immigrated from Russia and they settled in a very poor neighborhood in Chicago, the Maxwell Street area, where lots and lots of Jewish people settled when they came to America. But Benny had his union card at age 13, and here he is playing San in 1927. He was born in 1909, so here he is. He's 17 years old here, and uh, it's pretty amazing how advanced of a player he was even at that early age. Benny Goodman, San. <laughs> Thank you. 
clearly stated Johnny Dodds as one of his early influences. And you could hear it here at this point in Benny's career. His playing style is really rooted in more of a bluesy feel than he, you know, later on, he really studied classical music very seriously. And his style drifted a bit more away from the blues. But here, as a young man in Chicago, you can hear that Dodzian influence. He and his young friends would sneak into the clubs, you know, when they were still in short pants to to hear Dodds playing with King Oliver. And they learned firsthand from some of these masters. Here's Benny again. And this time, actually, a year or two earlier, we're going to play just a bit of his first recorded hot solo. Benny was the featured clarinetist in the Ben Pollock band at the time, and he stayed with Pollock for quite some time, made his first recordings in 1926. And I'm going to play just the solo of his first recorded solo record. Uh, They're doing a pop tune called He's the Last Word. And right after it, I'm going to also play a solo that he performed in 1931 when he was a a well-known sideman now in New York and he played with everybody. He, he got a phone call in the morning and he'd go to the Columbia studio, the Victor studio, and he recorded with so many different bands. He was a go-to guy. They always knew he was a talented musician and can play a hot solo whenever needed. So the second thing you're going to hear is him with the Ted Lewis band, just a little bit, uh, one of my favorite early solos on a tune called Dip Your Brush in the Sunshine. So here's early Benny solos. He's the last word in 26, his first solo, and a few years later with Ted Lewis, Dip Your Brush in the Sunshine. Ted Lewis in 31. Listen to this great song. And life, it's gonna seem worthwhile living, oh, say, folks. Skies, they'll never be gray. No, sir, if you just dip your brush in the sunshine, sure to tell you, keep on painting, painting away. Everybody, keep on painting away. Paint it, Benny, paint it. Oh, I'm good, Benny. Paint it blue, Benny. Sky blue, Benny. Paint those window sills and let the little sun shine in.
20-year-old Benny Goodman recorded in 1929. Benny Goodman and his boys, that strong, vibrant trumpet is Jimmy McPartland. All these guys on that recording were his fellow bandmates at the, with the Ben Pollock Band. Benny gets the session in 29, and it was upwards from there. Okay, so a little bit of Benny. Now let's talk about Omar Simeon. Simeon, probably the most obscure of the clarinetists we're going to be featuring today, but a force to be reckoned with. I first heard him on recordings made with Jelly Roll Morton in the mid-late 1920s, and let's hear one of those first, and then I'll tell you a little bit about Simeon. Thank you. 
great Omar Simeon, born in New Orleans in 1902. And just like Johnny Dodds, he studied with Lorenzo Tio, one of the great professors and a man who taught many of the great New Orleans musicians how to play the clarinet. Simeon um, went to the Midwest in the 20s and played with the Elgar Band, Charlie Elgar's band, which was really a theater band. They played accompanying shows, accompanying silent films, not really in nightclubs. They were a theater band. But then he joined Jelly Roll Morton famously around 1926 and stayed with Morton, toured with Morton for a bunch of years. Then he came to New York and he was with the great Lewis Russell Band, which was a New Orleans band living in Harlem, and then wound up with Jimmy Lunsford in the late 30s. And Simeon's professional life went on till his death in 1959. And he is kind of a second-generation player, a little bit more advanced technically than Johnny Dodd, still a little bit of blues influence, but clearly on a slightly different level with different ideas. Here he is again, this time with um, the great Jabbo Smith. He's Jabbo is really the main feature on this next recording, but his solos are so great working with Jabbo. This is called The Jazz Battle, recorded with Jabbo Smith in Chicago in 1928. <laughs> Thank you. 
Simeon in 1929 under his own name recorded for Brunswick Records a tune called Boku Jack featuring Simeon and a trio behind him. Now let's talk about the great Sidney Boucher. Thank you. 
Sidney Bechet, one of the first great soloists and recorded jazz from New Orleans, like so many of these fellows were. Self-taught, his brother was a dentist and a musician. His older brother took young Sidney along, helped him on his musical career, and shortly he was playing in all the parades with so many of the early luminaries of jazz, like Freddie Keppard. He came to New York in the 20s and played with Will Marion Cook's band, one of the first great sophisticated bands, went to Europe and really was one of the people that put the clarinet into swing. He Just his style by nature and the way he developed it was very much in the swing style a little bit later. And... Uh, you know, I mean, he played the arpeggios and danced around the melody like so many of the New Orleans people. But he had a very driving sound, a loud tone. He often played soprano sax as well. And a lot of trumpet players had a hard time playing with them because he tended to dominate. Believe it or not, a reed dominating a brass instrument. So Bechet had pure force. He also was his own worst enemy. He had a notorious temper. He shot a woman in Paris. Uh, he was aiming at a guy who had insulted him. He wound up in prison in Paris for 11 months, almost a year, went back to New York during the Great Depression. And uh, his, con his career continued. He moved back to Europe later in his career, uh, and he lived till 1959. And in the 40s, began getting the recognition that he really deserved as one of the great jazz soloists. So let's go back to 1924. Here he is with the Red Onion Jazz Babies in a famous duel with Louis Armstrong. This is a great recording and one of the ones that the early jazz collectors just cherished. The Red Onion Jazz Babies Cakewalking Babies from Home. I believe the vocalist here is Alberta Hunter. Oh, <laughs> 
Sidney Bechet in 1924, playing the soprano sax, I should tell you, a close relative to the clarinet. Uh, Bechet played both. Well, look, we are, I wish I could spend more time on Sidney and all of these great guys, but we have one more player that I want to feature tonight in the 10 minutes we have left, and his name was Jimmy Noon. jazz critic Hugh Pugnese considered Noon to be the greatest of all the clarinet players. 
Uh, Noon was born in the mid-1890s in Louisiana, outside of, I think the town was called Cutoff, Louisiana. He moved to Hammond, and this is all about the sugar cane. Uh, Lots of black workers were employed in the sugarcane industry, even Dave Bartholomew, whom uh, went on to work with Fats Domino years later. He also came from Hammond. And, you know, that rough life led a lot of these young men to New Orleans, especially if they could play music. And that is, in fact, where Noon went. By 1910, he was living in New Orleans, 15 years old, playing with everyone from Freddie Keppard to Kid Ory and made his way to Chicago like so many did. And he held court for a bunch of years at the Apex Club, which was one of many of the great speakeasies in Chicago at the time. And that was his residency for five or six years until the place got shut down. It was a speakeasy. The Fed shut it down in 1929 uh, because it was serving illegal booze and God knows what else. And Noon became more of a transient player, went to L.A. in the 40s, uh, back and forth. He died in 1949. But here he is again uh, during the Apex Club years in a tune that he called the Apex Blues. His band was unusual in that it rarely had a trumpet player. Generally, like in that recording you just heard, there were two reed players, which was highly unusual at the time. But anyway, Apex Blues, Jimmy Noon. Thank you. 
Jimmy Noon with his Apex Club band. Trumpet player on that. I think it was Shirley Clay. But um, he did, he actually recorded Apex Blues three times. I should have played one of the others because the other two times it was, in fact, not with the trumpet, but a second reed player. Well, folks, I hope you've enjoyed this Sunday's episode of American Grooves Radio Hour, where we focused on five great clarinet players, mainly born in New Orleans, except for Benny Goodman. But hot stuff, no doubt. And you're listening to WLIWFM Southampton over the air at 88.3, and we're serving Eastern Long Island in Southern Connecticut, 96.9 in Western Suffolk on the FM dial, and streaming at WLIW.org backslash radio. You could pick up this show wherever you get your podcasts. There's probably 30 shows archived. And... Um, this is listener-supported WLIW-FM, Long Island's only NPR station. Where else can you hear a crazy show like this, where we play nothing but vintage 78 RPM records from pre-1940? So, folks, tune in next Sunday at 4, repeating at 10 to the American Grooves, and I'm going to leave you going out with Jimmy Noon's version of the oft-covered clarinet feature, San. Good night, folks. Brought to you weekly on WLIW-FM Southampton, 88.3 on your radio dial, and at WLIW.org, and all streaming formats.